0: This is the Intelligent Rebellion.
1: Howdy, 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 folks. It's Rhea here. As we plan, prepare, produce, and record the next season of the Intelligent Rebellion podcast, I wanted to drop a few short stuff, tidbits from past episodes. If you've been with us from the very beginning, I want to say thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you. Thank you for the messages, the emails, the random text messages that you send to us. It really fuels our fire. If you've just found us, welcome. We do hope that you stay and linger for a little while. In this session of Short Stuff, we have John Mellows from Season 1, Episode 2. We've got Nikki and Matt from Episode 7 and Samantha Flynn from Episode 10. We're very excited to be bringing you this next evolution of the podcast. For now, sit back, relax, grab your favorite teddy bear. This is the Short Stuff Sessions. I was at a conference in March 2021, so before the lockdown happened, and I heard an, an exercise physiologist stand up on stage and actively encourage the people in that room to refer acute people to him, so post-op acute recovery and he gave an example of how he speaks with surgeons and they refer directly so nikki yeah. as an exercise physiologist knowing your scope of practice where is your stance if one of the doctors here said this guy's coming out of surgery in two days time will you take him
0: if that doctor generally mm-hmm. thinks that that's in the best interest of the patients i would absolutely take that patient because mm-hmm. we have the diagnosis right it's, yeah so as eps we don't diagnose but in this instance we're given the diagnosis and we can follow surgical protocols and things like that but in saying that there is still a place for the ep there so from my end i'd be going back to the gp and saying this is something that i can definitely manage from my end but i think this patient would also benefit from seeing one of our physiotherapists for some of that yep. hands-on yeah hands-on kind of treatment as well
1: well let's go back to his to the article and his example of the subacute rotator cuff tear who starts who gets to poo gets knee play first
2: i I think i think historically and i I would advocate that physio starts first and and in subacute starts actually suggesting that that's more than three months post-op in in my mind Mm -hmm. um uh, so in the acute phase post-op i think still physiotherapy takes ownership because in acute post-op management exercise may not Solely be the thing that's mm-hmm. helpful for that person. Yeah, I, I think one of uh, one of our EPs directors and summed it up really well for me is that at any stage of someone's rehab, it's not one service mm-hmm. and then refer and another service yeah so in an ideal world and let's go ideal like, world. <laughs> so let's say this isn't workers compensation because they tend to have a little bit more black and white but yes, let's do. say this is a, an elite athlete part of that person's recovery from their shoulder injury is maintaining their fitness that may include a consultation with AP, right? Yeah. That may include a consultation with a dietitian to improve mm-hmm. their nutritional intake while they're recovering. Um, they may not be the primary carers, mm-hmm. but they're playing an active role. Whilst in the first block of time, you're primarily doing physio, physio-specific exercises. And that's more of the micro stuff yeah. because that's probably all they can do at that
1: stage. So answer me this, right, Nikki? Why do physios hold
0: on? I feel like if you're holding on to your patient, do you potentially not have the trust in your colleagues? Or is it because. Or who you're referring to? Or do you have no one to refer to? to? Yeah, that's it. Like, is that one of the reasons why it happens? Like, here we have very much an open team and it's a transition of care, Mm -hmm. but it's also our EPs and our physios, vice versa being able to go, yeah, I've seen you for six weeks now, but I actually just want you to go back to Matt. We're very liberal in the sense that it can go back and forth. It's not you're boxed here and then you're boxed here and then you go. So, so that's so
1: that's multifaceted. I, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So where you said it's because either that practitioner, we'll call him a physio, because that's what we're doing yeah. today, <laughs> Yeah. Um, doesn't know who to refer to or has no referral pathways yeah. because they don't, or they don't trust whoever they're referring to could it also be and this is where i come
0: across the line of just fucking playing greedy financially yeah well it's financially beneficial for them or also each practitioner has a preference of a certain profile of patient that they would like to see Some that they you know lend themselves like your typical acl Rico's and everyone goes i just want to get my hands on that because i can do some really cool stuff in this space yeah um So is it, if that type of patient is not frequently coming through the door either, is it a sense of, I've got to hold on, like that that sense as well, and go, because this is awesome and I want to keep it? Yeah. Um, But if you worked in a clinic like this... You don't have to hold on to it because yeah. you treat them. You still get to see them. You know they're going to come back to you if needed, and it's going to be an, an integrated model. Is it
1: a codependency then? It's almost like the patient needs you, but then inadvertently, as a treatment provider, you kind of also need the patient absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. to feel worth and to feel
0: wow. like you're being challenged. If
2: we talk about the the financial component, because that that maybe what people are looking at mm, sometimes especially
0: if they don't work in a multidisciplinary model but like you refer out so and so
2: the that. way I look at it yeah. though is like yeah. is it in my best interest or is it in that I'm seeing the same people twice or three times a week on an ongoing basis so that I may only be looking after 20 or 30 clients total yes or is it actually in my best interest that i'm utilizing my team around me that i can facilitate more people coming in and be exposed Mm -hmm. to high quality care yeah rehab uh, down the track is not a 30 minute one-on-one consult Mm -hmm. in a private room it it is it shouldn't be about like a sense of uh ownership on it it should be a sense of our goal is getting the patient better and and if they're getting better they're telling their friends and family that they're getting
0: better and they're
2: going to come in and see me.
0: But if we talk about compensable scheme as well sometimes that's not always how they operate either and that is still very much a challenge like we have great um, partners that we work with insurers mm-hmm. you know we've gotten to know our rehab consultants now and things like that but there's always you know people that come along and they go well why does a person need ep if they're having physio or why does that person need to go back to a physio they're seeing the exercise physiologist yeah so they don't understand that this kind of model of care because
2: so, it lives in black and white yeah, and yeah, There's and a hard transition and, yeah, and you absolutely. don't see that if you look at an elite sporting field like they will all be doing s and c field training s and c in a gym yeah. some will be doing own like physio and SNC, some will be doing no physio because they're not injured and only s and c we like, have
0: these athletic models yeah. that we've you know been you know brought up in and that's what we apply here you don't have to be an athletic uh, sorry an athlete to be yeah. exposed to an athletic type model and,
1: and it's, it's as you, to your point matt it's right service right time and it just depends on what that service is and I feel like especially in compo, it's really
0: linear yeah it's like okay eight weeks of physio ep if you're lucky yep you might get one or two plans approved and then and then and then cut cut the ties right
1: so you've pointed to this 30 minute time frame going to
0: eps how much time do you get typically an hour like if it was a private person to come in um an hour session even most of our workers' comp stuff would typically be an hour, and then we try to, you know, reduce session times as we go along. Well, reduce yeah. session yeah.
2: frequency to yeah. improve yeah. like independence. There's a
1: lot, of, yeah, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of talk of, about that a lot of hub at, hub hub at the moment in the zero yeah. New South Wales scheme about reducing, mm. reducing durations.
0: It cannot be black and white like that. If we go yeah. to the zero conversation, like in 30 minutes as an EP. Like like Matt needs his 30 minutes, but we also need more as EPs. Like you've got to think about if we're actually going to teach someone how to train and run them through a program, mm-hmm. we can't just jump in and say, hey, start deadlifting. Yeah. Like there's a process behind that. You need to warm up. I need you to be able to move properly and start activating. Yeah. Now I need to teach you the movement and start lifting. And you need rest between yeah. sets. Yeah. Like it pushes that session time out. So, you know, there there may be a place for 30-minute sessions and we see that for some of our guys but- where we go, you're educated. You can self-manage. You know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I just need to work on this with you today, but stay here and finish off your session. Yeah.
2: And there's a bigger conversation I think that is starting to occur, that is, is physio, EP, allied health, a consultative process or a rehabilitative process? So, you know, are we are we Probably looking? Before, yeah, are I we, are best we best looking well. at? at you you walk in and you do a 30 minute consult and then you walk out, or are we saying that rehab is less, a, a, it's, a, it's a bigger, broader process. So mm-hmm. that needs time, taking it away from being, come into this private room where I will look at you for 30 minutes and then you will walk away with some information and a sheet of exercises yeah. to being like, sorry, you're coming here for a rehabilitation journey Sometimes that requires really focused time Mm -hmm. where we sit together and we plan and we problem solve and we maybe do some really focused nitty gritty hands on stuff. But other times where it's like, actually, I want you in the clinic or the space more broadly doing your exercises, being able to touch base with practitioners.
1: The Intelligent Rebellion podcast is a Three Sticks production. It is produced, written and hosted by me, Ria Mikado. Will is the emperor of sound, mixing and editing and is a talent behind all our original music.